It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. All right, uh, we have a couple of uh, listener questions here on the mailbag to answer Angie. The first one comes to us from Edward in Raleigh. Edward says, I read an article that escalation clauses were big in 2021, but are now going out of style. I'm just curious, what are those clauses and why is it already falling out of favor? Yeah, great question, Edward. Um, Actually, in our market, that is not common. There is no such thing as an escalation clause in North Carolina as far as contract addendums go. Of course, an attorney can always draft an addendum or an escalation clause. Um, But again, that is not common. And typically, we have seen that sellers just don't even acknowledge them, really. Um, So that is common in other states, um, but they are not here. So um, I really can't speak to that um, as far as locally, Edward. You know, I'm assuming you're just hearing general overall information, which again, from state to state, the contracts are different. And in some states, that's very common, very familiar. But here in the Triangle um, and in North Carolina, escalation clauses actually don't exist. And what, what those are like where you say, okay, here's my bid on the house, but we're willing to go up to yep. X if there are other offers. Is that the kind we are of- willing typically is we're willing to go X above the highest offer. So here's our offer, but we're willing to go an additional two thousand dollars over the highest offer if someone were to beat us. And I, I can see how that can just be completely. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't even know how to manage that. Example, let's say we get two offers. We have one at 300 or actually maybe how about two at the same price point at 300 One says, hey, I'll do an escalation clause up to 1000 over. The other one says, I'll do an escalation clause up to 2000 over the highest offer. It's kind of like, how is that really fair? Right. Yeah. And and so to You're me, sort of just I mean, also back to square one, like you really, right, right. Um, because it's almost like, how do they not keep going back and forth, right? right. Um, and you get to almost play the offers against each other, which in North Carolina you can't do that. You legally cannot disclose any terms of an offer to give another party an upper hand, which I feel like that's fair. You know, when you go to make an offer, put your best foot forward and that should be your highest and your best offer. So I actually w- like the way that the North Carolina contract, I guess, law and process works um, here locally. So, Well, I, th- now that's interesting, Angie. I'd like to hear a little bit more about that, not so much on this escalation clause thing, but just yeah. uh, a- another nugget there that you kind of drop. So we sure. hear about bidding wars, but yet yes. there's also some technical things on the back end about how bidding wars play off or play mm-hmm. out where you yep. guys can't really play offers off of one another. So no, how, not at but, all. but at the same time, you do get bidding wars where people obviously know someone has now outbid them and then they come back with more money and then the other person can come back with more money to mm, get the price You can't share that then. though. Right, you know, okay. actually even giving any inclination that, hey, someone else's offer is better, 
you that's disclosing terms because okay. if I made an offer at 300 you come back to me and say someone's offer is better well you just told me someone else offered above 300 right and so you know when it comes to multiple offers there are several ways that those can be handled by the seller and by the listing agent first of all a listing agent cannot disclose that there are multiple offers without getting the seller's permission Okay. Of course, any and all offers are required to be presented to the seller, but seller can decide to work the multiple offers in different ways. Maybe there's just one offer that really stands out above the rest. Seller can just accept. Um, Seller doesn't have to go back to the other parties and say, we're now asking for highest and best. Uh, Maybe one offer just really stands out from the rest and seller only wants to negotiate directly with that offer. Seller can always come back and counter just that one offer. Um, seller actually can counter more than one offer at a time because you don't have an executed contract until both buyer and seller sign. So even if both buyers say, yes, I agree, that's only verbally accepted. Does it, you know, kind of suck to be in that situation? Yeah, and I don't know that I completely agree with it, but a seller could negotiate two separate contracts at a time. And then also seller could just go back to all parties and say, hey, We've received, you know, offers. We are looking for your highest and best offer. Please revise your offer if you would like and send over by a certain deadline. So there are different ways to negotiate and work multiple offers. Gotcha. But a lot of that has to go through the person actually listing the home, making some of those decisions. Yes. Well, the listing agent, of course, should be advising, right, the right. seller on, hey, what's your thoughts here? Let's try this, da 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 but the seller but has to approve. It's a seller's, it's decisions. 100%, it's a seller's decision on how they want to proceed. And, gotcha. you know, I can't tell you how many times, you know, we've gotten a nasty call from a listing agent, oh, I'm sorry, from a buying agent representing a buyer. And they're like, you didn't even give our client the opportunity to revise their offer. And it's like, sorry, Mr. Mr., you know, Mrs. Mr. Agent, like, that wasn't our choice, right? Like we laid everything out on the table for our seller and our seller made the choice to just move forward with an offer. You know, they didn't want to go back. So, um, you know, the seller, of course, makes a final decision, Um, just like a buyer makes a final decision. Um, You know, we're just there to guide and to be their advocate and to, you know, share our experiences and, you know, our expertise in the market. Very cool. Thank you for that clarification. I find that interesting. You are so welcome. Uh, Let's hop over to Durham and get to a question from Martin. Martin says, do you think the housing market has peaked in our area? I do not, Martin. (laughs) And I do not because it is still a very strong seller's market with limited inventory and, you know, supply and demand. Limited inventory is going to continue to drive the prices up. So we will continue to see appreciation in the market because of the limited inventory and we have more buyers than we have homes. Yeah, that's pretty. uh, It's interesting because you have seen and heard about articles and stories maybe saying that the growth is slowing. But even if growth slows, it's still growth. It's still growth. So that means we still haven't hit a peak in those situations. Correct. Correct. We're not seeing depreciation. We're still seeing appreciation. We're we're growing at 4%. It's not the 8% we were growing at last year, but we're still growing. We are still growing. Yes. Yep. That's a great question, Martin. Thanks for sending that one in as well, because I think that clarification is needed sometimes. All right. So uh, we're going to pop over to Raleigh and get this question from William. William says, do you think it's best to invest in suburban properties or something downtown? Hmm. Great question. Great question. Huh. 
I'm trying to think, you know, as far as investment goes, remember with investment, it could be buying a home to flip it to sell, or it could be buying a home to, you know, purchase and then to rent it out. Um, I would advise and suggest the closer that you can get to like entertainment, um, that is going to give you the best return on whether it be the flip or it be from a rental investment standpoint. Um, Example, like Airbnbs um, have become really a popular thing. Um, And even locally, uh, there's quite a few people who actually have a client who's under contract and closing this month on an Airbnb property here in Raleigh. And so that's an investment example. And with that situation, you want to make sure that you are nearby to entertainment because the people that will be renting the Airbnb are those that are here for maybe weddings, maybe for business events, you know, so you want to be close to areas like Midtown or downtown Raleigh. So I would say overall, um, same thing goes for also like if you are looking to purchase and rent out, you know, being close maybe to a university. Um, so you get the students um, or again, just close nearby to businesses is going to get you the highest return and get it actually booked. um, And so you don't have the vacancies. So I would actually say being closer downtown uh, or to like, you know, you know, what's what's going on and in the know. And so the city areas is going to give you the higher return on your investment versus the suburban, you know, suburbia areas. Very good. Thank you, Angie. And a great question, William. Appreciate you sending that one in. If you'd like to ask a question, you can find a contact form very easily by texting the word SAVVY to the number 21000. And you'll see an area where you can ask a show specifically to be featured on the program. Uh, ask a question to be featured on the program. Uh, last one of the week comes to us from Adriana. And Adriana is in Apex and says, Can you outline for me the best way to start the process of building a home? We're interested in doing that for our forever home, but aren't really sure how the process unfolds. Yeah, great question. So first of all, you need to have a real estate professional, right? That understands new construction, all the nuances and all the walkthroughs and just the questions to ask the builder. So our team at Equal Realty, we would love to be that expert for you. Second thing is go ahead and be connected with a lender. Um, and we can connect you with our preferred lender, Jonathan Ellis with Cornerstone. Um, and it's important to understand not only what can you get qualified for, but make sure you feel comfortable with your mortgage payments. So making sure that we're staying within your means and your price point, whatever that might be. Then from there, you know, I always say it's kind of like a funnel. Let's start out wide. Wide and and then like pinpoint and narrow in. So on the you know outer rim of the the uh, funnel we have area. So let's really focus on the areas you want to be in. And then from there we'll narrow in a little bit to the communities. You know even though there might be the perfect home. If it's not in the perfect community and neighborhood, it's not going to work for you. So let's then focus on communities. And then from there, let's focus on the home, the floor plan that you want, and then they can tell us which lots it could be built on. Um, And so that's really the process of new construction. Just to let you know, in today's insane market, some builders are not even allowing pre-sale opportunities. So the opportunity to customize your home, uh, they are not even making the homes available and marketing them until they are almost at completion. And the reason why they're doing that is to have control of the process. You know, when you don't have a buyer involved picking out all these options and changing things, doing change orders, you can build the home a lot quicker. And then also to be able to capitalize on the appreciation of the market. If it takes six months to build a home in today's market, 
the price of the home in the past six months versus where it would be at fast forward six months, the home is now worth a lot more. So some builders are allowing pre-sales, others are not, but that's something that we can do the research for you and let you know, you know, hey, can you actually start from scratch, pick your floor plan, pick your lot, pick your structural features, or if you want to be this particular neighborhood, you actually have to just go with whatever the builder has chosen. So we can definitely guide you through that process. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.